Section 9 of The Toilers of the Earth by Victor Hugo. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by John Greenman. Book Second, Mes Lettieries, Chapter 1 A Restless Life and a Quiet Conscience. Mes Lettieries, the notable man of St. Sampson, was a redoubtable sailor. He had navigated a great deal. He had been cabin boy, sailmaker, top man, helmsman boatswain's mate, boatswain, pilot, and captain. He was now a ship-owner. No one knew the sea as he did. He was intrepid in assisting ships in distress. In bad weather he strolled along the strand and watched the horizon. What is that yonder? Someone is in trouble. It might be a Weymouth lugger or a Norini cutter, a Biscine from Corsel, the yacht of a lord, an Englishman, a Frenchman, a poor man, a rich man, the devil himself, it mattered not. He sprang into a boat, called two or three brave men, or dispensed with them as might be, constituted himself the entire crew, unfastened the moorings, seized the oar, pushed out to sea, mounted, descended, and mounted once again on the rolling waves, plunged into the hurricane, went to meet danger. He could be seen far away in the storm, erect in his boat, dripping with rain, blended with the flashes of lightning, with the face of a lion, and covered with a mane of foam. He sometimes passed his whole day thus in danger, amid the waves, amid the hail, in the wind, lying alongside vessels in distress, saving men, saving cargoes, fighting the tempest. In the evening he returned home and knit a pair of stockings. This life he had led for fifty years, from the age of ten to that of sixty, so long as he was young. At sixty he perceived that he could no longer lift the great anvil at the forge of Varchin with one arm. This anvil weighed three hundred pounds, and all at once he was made a prisoner by the rheumatism. He was obliged to give up the sea. Then he passed from the heroine to the patriarchal age. He was no longer anything but a worthy man. His rheumatism came to him about the time when he had gotten into easy circumstances. These two products of labor are fond of keeping one another company, as the moment when one becomes rich, one is paralyzed. This crowns life. People say to themselves, now let us enjoy ourselves. In islands like Guernsey, the population is composed of men who have passed their lives in making the circuit of their field, and of men who have passed their lives in sailing around the world. They constitute two sorts of laborers, the tillers of the soil and the toilers of the sea. Miss Lethierry belonged to the second category, though he knew the land. He had led the hard life of a toiler. He had traveled on the continent. He had been for a while a ship's carpenter at Rochefort, then at Sète. We have just alluded to the tour of the globe. He had accomplished his tour of France as journeyman carpenter. He had toiled at the apparatus for draining the salt works in Franche-Comté. This honest man had led a life of adventure. In France he had learned to read, to think, to will. He had done a little of everything, and in everything he had maintained his integrity. 
at the foundation of his nature however he was simply a sailor the water belonged to him he was accustomed to say the fishes are in my house in short his whole existence with the exception of two or three years had been devoted to the ocean thrown into the water as he expressed it he had navigated the great seas the atlantic and the pacific but he preferred the channel he was wont to explain with affection that is the one which is fierce he had been born at sea and there he wished to die after having made the circuit of the globe once or twice and being in a condition to judge he had returned to guernsey and had not stirred from thence since henceforth the extent of his voyages was granville and st malo mess letiapi was a guernsian that is to say norman that is to say english that is to say french within him this quadruple country was submerged and drowned as it were in his greater country the ocean during all his life and wherever he went he retained the habits of a norman fisherman this did not prevent his opening some old volume now and then from taking pleasure in a book from knowing the names of philosophers and poets and from jabbering a little in all languages end of book second mess chapter one a restless life and a quiet conscience